And we're back uh, to episode seven of ADD News. Uh, this has been the most technologically difficult <laughs> episode that we have recorded <laughs> to date with uh, the recording process taking place over the course of a couple of weeks because of all of the technological failures we faced. Yep. Uh, the uh, government does not want this episode recorded, is what I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> NSA. The NSA is doing this to us. Right. Yeah. So, well, all that being said, all of the content was recorded a few weeks before you will be hearing it. So, if some of the things we talk about sound uh, a little dated in the way that we're talking about them, um, it is because it, they are, they are. <laughs> they are dated a little bit. <laughs> Um, this was recorded the day before the Chauvin sentencing, so that's one of the stories you'll hear us talk about in past or in future tense rather than past tense. Um, yeah, and one of the other things and reasons that it's been difficult is that we've also been working on a side project. Our friend Ryan, who doesn't want his last name given or, or included on social media posts either, um, <laughs> he... Uh, contacted us about you know giving us a main story and when we talked out fleshed out the idea a little bit decided that every now and again we'll probably have ryan on for his own mini series that we're calling at the moment ryan's research uh where he's just basically giving us doing like a deep dive of research since we basically cover surface level news stuff um he he had uh, I want to say he said 25 pages worth of research done on Jordan Peterson just for his self, like he just did it himself. Um, and so he wanted to come on and give us a uh, interesting lesson on the background and life of Mr. Jordan Peterson. Uh, that'll probably be coming out in the next week to two weeks or so um, because, yeah, the editing on that is going to be an immense project as well. Yeah, I think we ended up recording a total of almost six hours of audio uh, between his project and this new segment. Yeah, they uh, were recording simultaneously. Over the course of several days, like in a row. Yeah. So it was, it was extensive, to say the least. Uh, yeah, and it just is ridiculous how many audio files I currently have lined up for <laughs> stuff that I haven't been able to publish yet. Um, but... Uh, what we do have for you today is some pretty interesting, fun news stories that, uh, <laughs> fun, fun in the way that all of our news stories are fun, that it will make you regret having heard them. <laughs> Before we get started, I'd also like to introduce my girlfriend, Cass, who is joining us in the call to help me with editing notes and quick fact checks, uh, general helpfulness. That be general helpfulness, Sergeant. That is that is I, the man, the myth, the legend. Let's. Uh, with that, I think uh, we could go ahead and start. Let's get into some news. Boom. Uh, do you have a particular section, Rufus, that you uh, you want to start in? Yeah, uh, I had a little note or some notes. <laughs> I have I have some things to say. Yeah, uh, I guess my global one, we can go ahead and start with that. I put global question mark. (laughs) And 
Uh, my notes are not clear. I put shaver good, actually. I'm going to assume that means slavery. Um, <laughs> shaver. shaver. Electric razor is good. Uh. <laughs> we interview capitalism what next. The liberal media doesn't want you to know about shaving. <laughs> Doctors hate it. All right. This one really upset me a little bit. Uh, I'm just going to go out and just read this title of this article I found on the Washington Post. And it's going to explain quite a bit what we're going to discuss. There's really not a whole lot to like dig on or dig deep into for this, at least not from my standpoint. Uh, it's inherently bad. Like it's, it's objectively wrong. Uh, Supreme Court says chocolate companies cannot be sued over child slavery on African cocoa farms. Ah, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. I saw that and meant to grab a note on that, too. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> um, Wasn't that a unanimous decision? So, two, I think one person uh, was against it. Mm. I actually did I did not get the... the uh, um, I was I was too frustrated. Over I can other guarantee things. you, Amy Coburn, Cody uh, Barrett uh, sided with the corporation. Absolutely, sure did. So, for context, I don't know if anyone saw this. It was in the news for a little while. It happened, I think, a, a little over a week ago, in fact. But um, six African men were seeking damages from Nestle USA and Cargill alleging that as children, they were trafficked out of Mali, forced to work long hours on uh, Ivory Coast cocoa farms, and kept at night in locked shacks. Which is horrifying as it is. Essentially, um, Nestle and Cargo uh, set up cocoa farms in the Ivory Coast that use child slave labor uh, to farm their cocoa plants. And what they do is they will supply like training and cash and facilities, but not actually established ownership of the farms uh, with the deal that they get exclusive purchasing rights for the cocoa. So it's theirs, but like they get to say that they're it's the theirs. slaves aren't theirs. Yep. Yeah. Um, so these gentlemen, brought this lawsuit against them using what is known as oh I just had it uh, the alien tort statute national to sue in US courts for human rights abuses committed abroad yeah. um, so this feels pretty open and shut but but um, yeah the Supreme Court ruled that in view of the companies such case ought to be filed and it occurs in the farmers the farm owners the official quote-unquote owners, in Africa, not against the companies that, again, facilitated yeah, that, child that slavery. Yeah, that not only built the farm, but then had exclusive rights to them. That's, that's like, like somehow more evil They're than Nike. Contractually. Because uh, Nike's <laughs> profiting off of sweatshops, but they didn't build the sweatshops, and they don't have 100% ownership of the sweatshops. They are opportunistic monsters in that regard. But they are not literally building plantations. I don't, think, so I don't yeah. know, at least. Yeah, that's insane. I yeah, I didn't um, know the full breadth of that story. No, it's not. It's not our fault. These child slavery. We just bought the cocoa. Where it's not like we're a multi-billion-dollar corporation buying the product. Are we supposed to tell them not to use slavery? Yeah, child slavery. Do we not? 
buy this cocoa at a huge profit we paid margin. We for the plantation, so we're obviously going to quality control, but we wore bags on our heads when we walked through the actual production area. Uh, we just wanted to make sure the final product was worth selling to consumers. We didn't care about the uh, people working in the <laughs> on the plantation itself. <laughs> or how young they look. Um, First thing is like both companies are like putting out statements about how they are absolutely against child slavery and would oh, never use child shit. slavery. When at no point in this case did the Supreme Court, like they didn't, the Supreme Court didn't rule that they were not guilty of child slavery. Yeah, they just said that they at can't no point be was that the case sued for it. Yeah, they said that. The lawsuit is not viable in the United States. Uh, I lost you. For oh, you a go. pretty specific reason. and I Okay. Yeah. For a pretty specific reason that I'm not a huge fan of either. <sighs> so uh, on jurist.org is where I found this bit of information. Uh, in order for the Supreme Court to find that U.S. law should be extraterritorially applied under the alien tort statute, the statute must specifically authorize this application. There's some... In this case, the plaintiffs alleged only general corporate decision-making occurred in the United States. So, the issue is, uh, I didn't, I'm not positive, but potentially because they're only, the farms are violating American laws, if this had did occur in America, they can't but sue. I thought that the tort act or whatever was about like crimes against humanity That's in what I general. Thought. But no, they can only establish that. Isn't is it, it against international law? Uh, yeah. Because I mean, just because like it's legal in that country doesn't mean it doesn't violate international law. If it doesn't, it like if you're going to say America, you could still go with international law. Other entirely, which, I agree entirely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not that. Yeah, not that you're no, contending no. that. But that is the reason they use that because the crimes weren't committed by or in America. Only the decision to commit the crimes occurred in America. They cannot sue these companies. That's fucking absolutely crazy. Insane. Um. Yeah, but they, they didn't. Can, so they're saying that they can sue the, the farms, CEO but like, Nestle. how are you going to get or this? Yeah, how are, well, how are you going to get the owners of the plantation to the United States for this lawsuit? No, they don't care. They 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 just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the Supreme Court. Of course, um, they don't care. Like all they care is about making sure that Catholics can hate gay people. <laughs> Honestly, there could have been like four directions you went with that. There was a lot of things that entered my head after I said Catholics, because I, I meant to say hate gay people, but when I said Catholics, my brain split four ways on what I could say next. I had to think about which one I was trying uh, to say. Yeah, just honestly, absolutely insane. Uh, uh, here, here are a few things that uh, uh, people who love Nestle and Cargill apparently like to say about it. Uh, business Group, Commerce, and the National Association of Manufacturers. You know, groups that are probably pretty unbiased when it comes to uh, capitalist corporations. Right. Of they course. push back against lawsuits such as this one. Not this one specifically, but like, you know, general lawsuits against companies for human rights violations. Arguing they are burdensome and can discourage investment in developing countries. Stop. That is wonderful. Uh, it's, just, it's insane to me that they view getting sued over child slavery as like 
irritating. Like, you know, it's yeah, it's, like it's like a <laughs> a frivolous lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, they got some hot coffee spilled on their slave cage, and now they want to sue <laughs> us. Yeah, um, I wow. Um, and it, it shows an indifference to uh, suffering, to consequences, uh, to. <laughs> To crime. Right. The United to, States is really big on invading other countries when war crimes are happening and there's something to benefit us. But like if it's going to inconvenience a corporation in the United States, of course, we don't care about foreign human rights violations. Yeah. Well, they're, they're not Americans. They're not. So they're not people. But if they had, you know, oil or if it would benefit us in any way to, or weapons of mass destruction. Sorry. Um, you know, we'd be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and even in those cases, we're gonna you know bomb civilians to oblivion in honor of human rights. Right. Sorry. Yeah, we got we have to uh, we had to blow up your house because a terrorist was nearby. Heavy question mark implied. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, um. Secondly, and possibly much worse, in fact, um, they think that investing in foreign slavery. Boost the economy of countries, which is more important than just not having slavery. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sure the the people who own the farms are making money. That's cool, I guess. Uh, but at the cost of having literal child slave labor. Right. Uh, and that that really establishes like the the. Where the morals are for these people, the prophet, the the prophet the, by uh, an F, a prophet with an F, right? <laughs> Not the prophet. Um, and you just know in an absolute heartbeat, every one of these corporations would, uh, if they thought they could, they would be lobbying to reinstitute, uh, reinstitute like general slavery as compared to just prison slave labor, right? Um. Uh, and that's, that was sort of my, when I, when I had that conversation with he who shall not be named on my Facebook, the <laughs> corporation, like when he, when he used Nike in China, uh, what that, what that proves is that a capitalist corporation would absolutely exploit slavery here in the United States if the markets were deregulated enough to allow it. Right. Uh, because like, yeah, if they do um, it, I mean, they, they do what they can already. It's like. Well, the just the presence of a minimum wage. Um, you know that if they possibly could, they would pay less. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> people keep forgetting that that minimum wage. It they want to pay you less than you are worth, and in general, but even less than they are legally allowed to. Um, oh, that's why we have like the tipping uh, culture, like, like the fact that you could pay servers two fifteen an hour because they get tips. Like that's just other evidence of that. Right. Um, do you recall a few years back, uh, Goodwill getting in trouble? Uh, because they were, because it's, they hire, or was it because they employ? Uh, that too, but they were employing, um, people with, uh, special needs and they would essentially have like a test, uh, uh, from what I can recall, they were essentially needs employees, a value of their labor that was generally less than minimum wage to pay them. Mm. 
what their what their abilities were worth in the eyes of the company. Right, but don't you also get and paying them tax less. breaks or like <laughs> incentives for like hiring people with special needs so they were getting yep, yep. more than just their labor and that they were getting federal compensation and then not compensating. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, capitalism. Absolutely insane. Um I think I had at least one or two more notes on this case uh, that really just ticked me off. Just I, I, They were like icing. Oh, hello. Wait, were you there? What? Yeah, I hear you. Oh, sorry. I got, I got like your voice gave through all at once for the last like four. When it was created. Oh. Um, so any advancements we've made in society since then as far as human rights goes don't count? Correct. Uh, of course, it was original intent nonsense. Um, like, what would have been that illegal in the 18th century that we talk today? Uh, Not much. There, someone, someone stole my musket <laughs> from Czechoslovakia. Actually, I don't think that country existed at that time. Uh, um, nor does it exist now, Probably which not. is kind of the point. Oh, my God. Uh, like, what? They, they didn't get, they didn't manage to swing that, but still. The fact like, that they tried, yeah. What? <laughs> I, I, I don't, every literally every imperialist country was committing nothing but human rights violations at the time. Um, not that they aren't still. We'll see, was no, no. We're gonna we're gonna just go over here on a boat. We're gonna murder the indigenous populations and claim their land. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> the queen said so. So just, you know, uh, what is this? Oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry. Phone. Phone. Um, it's the damn phones. Phone. Yeah. I just, I saw this pop up and then I, I remember seeing it like on Twitter, uh, over a couple of days and then I feel like more news and again, give <laughs> a buck on chocolate, like chocolate. And the Supreme Court of the United States deciding that they can't be sued for that by the yep. slaves on the plantation. Yeah. Whew. I think the I want to say the ages of the uh, men of the time they were the camp were like teen, kidnapped from their country to be child slaves. Jesus. I want to keep saying that probably because it's not mentioned enough later on in any of the articles. Uh, most of it's just, you know, going over, like, why the Supreme Court voted in this way and what their reasons for it were. Like, again, because the CEO of Nestle didn't go to Africa to operate as a plantation manager, they can't get sued. Mm-hmm. That's dumb. Yeah. That's, <sighs> they literally that's specified stupid. only general corporate decision making occurred in the United States. So the American company who committed these acts cannot be sued for it. That seems like a really convenient loophole. Like as long as we have our meetings here on our soil, which is easier for us anyways, because we don't have to fly over there. Uh, like that's where it's going to happen in anyways. Like it's not like they're going to physically kidnap these people. Yeah. Why would this American based company go somewhere else to commit their war crimes when they can pay someone else to do it from home? Right. Not war crimes. Uh, Human rights violations. Yeah, same thing. (laughs) Because that was also before the Geneva Convention when it was written in the 1800s. Um, (laughs) 
Human rights, they hadn't been invented yet. It was legal to literally do anything to anyone. I don't, yeah. (laughs) I'm not even sure slavery was illegal at the time. Depending on where you were when it was written, yeah. If we're going to get technical, since that's what they're doing. (laughs) Uh, Well, the original authors thought slavery was cool, so we can't really sue for slavery now. (laughs) This brings an interesting dynamic to the Supreme Court that the newest elected or placed uh, conservatives um, are capable of kind of like surprising the vote. It says that Roberts, Barrett and Co- uh, Kavanaugh uh, are at the center right putting a check on their more conservative brethren. So establishing like a 333 pattern rather than a 6-3 pattern. Right. Um, which I don't think is the what Trump wanted when he had these people put in <laughs> on the bench. <pen. laughs> so that's interesting. Um, it doesn't justify what they did there <laughs> or what they did with like allowing religious institutions that are funded by the government to discriminate against homosexuals with adoption because <laughs> much, much pro very life. <laughs> We would literally rather these kids suffer. They'd be raised by gay parents. They'd be raised by gays. You know, uh, I've heard orphanages aren't that bad, actually. Like uh, like summer camp. But for the world's saddest (laughs) kids. (laughs) They're only sad because their attitude is bad. If only (laughs) about the horrible conditions. Combining these two decisions, like... Uh, would you rather be with gay parents or in a child slave camp? That's your. Sorry, God really. made the decision for you. <laughs> and we all know how how God's plans work out for most of us. <laughs> Strengthening your character. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I am not your oh, strongest but, uh, soldier. Please Jesus. stop sending me. <laughs> <laughs> um do they say anything else about obamacare or just that they upheld it that's uh it? i think it was just that's the only thing that came up was whether or not because like conservatives are still trying to repeal it in its entirety why uh because they say that they've got a plan that they can't that they can't give us notes on how what they're going to replace it with. But the the big thing is, uh, you know, they're trying to edit out all the eugenic stuff in it. I'm almost positive of it. Right. Or all the part where uh, you don't you, you end up, you know, in basic basically indebted for life to corporations or yeah, uh, to companies, right. to insurance companies. Yeah, we'll leave that part out where it's actually worse <laughs> than it is currently. No, you can't explicitly say you can't provide health care to trans people. we got to use some wiggle words in there or something. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, yeah, and so they, they basically upheld, like, it was on a, on a constitutionality issue, and they basically upheld its constitutional, uh, or its constitutionality, the fact that it can exist within the confines of the yeah, Constitution. Validity. Yeah. Um, although, in that same That's article, good. it then meant they had the calls with the religious child slavery but at least they upheld obamacare so <laughs> that really even things out makes it a three 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 
Does the Supreme Court hate kids? I mean... Unborn? They only like unborn ones. <laughs> yeah, that once Whoa. they're born, they could, those kids can fuck right off, because then they need money. Ooh. Easier for the Catholics to get orphan kids than ones with parents already. Right. For the priests. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> they absolutely abuse orphan kids, and that's that's a bummer. I mean, and then, yeah, and that's a fact. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, like, that would be why they want to keep kids in uh, foster care longer or, or in Catholic yeah, care. Yeah, those, those gay guys can't take you and give you a good <laughs> life. I, me, the gay priest, need to something uh, You absolutely know one of them is, like, harboring a bull for pedophiles or something like that, when, in fact, it's the Catholic Church. <laughs> when it's... The priests that are, yeah. <laughs> like, we gotta protect these kids from the, these horrible deviants. Yeah, this, feed them. Uh, old Filio Mally over there. Uh, right. With the lotioned up hands. Ugh. Yucky. Catholics. Catholics. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going with Around the Country uh, for, for these stories. Um, because I've got more on that than I do on Global. Um. And more on that are related to what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so in as far as like other national news goes, uh, we've got Juneteenth as the national holiday, which is interesting, an interesting development as far as the response from our elected officials. And right. Uh, because you've got on the one hand, you've got people like Cruz and Abbott who are taking this uh, opportunity to be like, oh, look, I did a not racist thing. I'm not racist. Um, on the other hand, right. you uh, let's see Ralph Norman of South Carolina, GOP congressman who lashes out at Juneteenth becoming a federal holiday. Uh, what's next? Quote, what's next? Are we going to do one for the Native American Indians? Which. What? He was one of the 14 who voted against making Juneteenth. Um, I actually had a little bit on this as well. Uh, you know, Charlie Kirk. Oh, yeah. Did you see his like Twitter meltdown over Juneteenth being a holiday? No, I don't follow him on Twitter. Um, oh, I, I don't follow him. But... Oh, yeah. Well, I also didn't see it. <laughs> I actually took some screenshots I can put up on the uh, on the website. Um uh, he posted several times over the course of a few hours. Uh, is it about emancipation of slaves? If it was, they would make some proclamation day, a federal holiday. This is about replacing July 4th. Just like the 1619 project is about replacing, uh, something. I forgot what that said. Uh, conservatives must reject this. What? Yeah. I saw some Everyone else that were like, it's replacing the 4th. is. Yeah. Um, the fourth uh, isn't going anywhere. Like an hour later, uh, the left doesn't deserve the benefit of good intentions or goodwill agreement anymore. Not on the issue of Juneteenth. Not on not on masks or lockdowns. Not on education. Not on infrastructure. Not on vote. Uh, retweeting Candace Wright on Juneteenth is so lame. I'm sure slaves thought the same thing. Candace, Democrats really need to stop trying. To repackage segregation? 
What? Not sure what that means. Oh yeah, because they're saying that the because because we're giving black people a holiday of liberation, uh, that it's like segregating the holiday that black people should be happy with because all holidays or just the one holiday matters. Sorry, uh, and not <laughs> and all all lives matter, and that is personified in the one holiday I rather like, than all holidays. Do they not get that black people didn't win freedom in 1976? In 1776? That's what I mean. 17, either one. <laughs> I know my years. <laughs> the the big fight with the, the British tea drinkers. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's what Juneteenth celebrates, is when slaves were finally told they were free in Texas. Well, yeah, but even that it, there was still a number of them even after the, the commencement. Because yeah. There was. It's not like sna- slaves had access to the news or anything to be informed. It was like more of a whenever <laughs> your owner decided to tell you you were free. Right. Oh, Which, and for the last one, America only has one into fourth, seventeen seventy six. If you're a conservative who is okay with the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act, you're not paying attention to what the left is trying to accomplish. And I'm sure he said more videos. And I just, wow, it's a it's a holiday. <laughs> Right. And he's literally, he tweeted, um, oh, Barack and Biden had presidency for eight years, and why didn't they make this a national holiday? Only the Republicans are, or something to those to that oh, same God. tune. <laughs> but now it's not okay anymore. <laughs> Police reform or restitution. Uh, dismantling the systemic racism present in this country, literally doing anything substantial and of value for our black communities as compared to just doing a this, I guess. Right, which leads me to the Malcolm X quote, the white man will try to satisfy us with symbolic victories rather than economic equity and justice. Right. That's literally, so that that's what's personified in Greg Abbott and Ted Cruz absolving themselves of racism by uh, supporting Juneteenth as a national holiday. Um, that's literally that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we cured <laughs> racism. Is, it's illegal, and we, we made Juneteenth a thing, so. Same Done. thing with the Chauvin trial. Everyone's like, racism is over. We got one cop. <laughs> Which we don't even know if we got him yet. We'll find out Saturday at the sentencing whether or not we've actually got the one cop that we... You know, he, he's had a real hard time as it is. Time served. Yeah, what a, 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 in that vein, did you see... This was a little bit ago. I just kept forgetting to bring it up in the last couple of episodes. Uh, did you see that Geiger uh, has an appeal scheduled? Geiger being the one who... Wait, what? That Geiger, the cop, that shot Botham oh. Jean. Yeah, I saw that they were they were appealing to... Well, re- reduce the uh, charge oh, okay. from murder to negligent homicide. <sighs> Even though she was sentenced to 10 years, and so in 2024 we'll be able to appeal f- or to apply for parole for the first time of the 10 year because she'll be five years into a 10-year sentence. Right. Uh, so that like already is kind of an, uh, to try to reduce the set time served is also just gross. Egregious. Yeah. The fact that there's an appeal scheduled that like a court decided to hear that is also. It's, 
And oh my god, that is un- it's just so frustrating. Um, because like these are like open shut cases in theory. Yeah. Um, like no, there's there's ten minutes, ten plus minutes of footage of him committing this crime. She literally walked into a man's apartment in his own home for no reason at all. Ah, uh, they seem all right. Who are we to tell? <laughs> you don't know literally every aspect of their lives, so you don't get to have an opinion on that. We weren't in her head at the time, so we have to set her free. <laughs> um, that that man had a joint on him, and he should get life in prison. Right, because we know exactly what was going on in his head. Crimes. Crime. <laughs> Be gay, do crime, hail Satan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of going, her going free, um, the just that those words li- quite literally brings me to my next story. Have you seen Casey Anthony's new business that she's starting? Well, I told you about this. Yeah, and I yeah, I I'm, did in fact. You did. <laughs> Yeah, so for those of you who don't know who Casey Anthony is, uh, she murdered her If you're like kid. 10 listening to this podcast. Yeah. Um, In which case, actually, you might know her. She's a boogeyman. Right. Yeah, she murdered her, her child and then was exonerated for murdering her child. Um, uh, and so, like, the reason... I like, forget the details. I, the I got the details. So, in court... Her lawyer came up with the story that her daughter accidentally drowned at the parents' house, so they hid her body in her car in the middle of a forest, and then a couple of days later after she had rotted, dumped her body like a mile away somewhere else in the forest, and they found her bones, um, and... Did they file a missing, missing persons on the kid, though? After 30 days of her actually being missing, they filed it. Um, Quote, unquote, missing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she... That's absolutely horrendous, the de- by like, the way. Like, full details of that story is insane. I could probably I do like a, a whole episode about her about if you guys want. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I... We're now a crime podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Getting closer and closer to uh, actionable copyright with Behind the Bastards. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no. I meant we're going to be a podcast oh, that, that commits, commits crimes. crimes. Got it. <laughs> Not the reports on crimes. We do crime. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> so speaking of doing crime, um, Casey Anthony started a new business and it is a private investigation company specializing in missing persons. <laughs> Which is like that's so very much like the I I OJ's like I didn't do it, but if I did, this is how I would have done it. Book. It's she. She watched Hannibal one time, and I was like, I could solve these kinds of crimes too. If he can do it, I can do it. <laughs> or you know the fact that the fact that big fan of I went free means that there's clearly injustice in the system that I need to correct. If I could kill my daughter and get away with it, I, I feel like... What radicalized uh, you? <laughs> my going, f- Getting set free is what radicalized me to become a private investigator. <laughs> oh, uh. <laughs> I, wanted, I want to hear her thought process and why this was yeah, a good idea. be in the room for that pitch meeting. 
Uh, what's her advertisement? Oh my god! I lost my kids, so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, that's it's that's so of all the things she could do with her freedom, <laughs> literally anything else. <laughs> so, even like if you want to be a private investigator that like you know goes and sees that people are cheating on their spouses, like that kind of private, like the fact that she wants to specialize in missing persons with her private investigation. Oh. <sighs> America. <laughs> America. <laughs> Another story that's a little old that I haven't, um, I keep meaning to mention, but keep forgetting because we keep running out of time in episodes. Uh, Biden was the first president a while back to recognize the Armenian genocide, which was awesome. Um, no one has ever, no U.S. president has ever done that before. And uh, the president of Turkey um Responded by saying that he, in response, would recognize the U.S. genocide against um, Native Americans. <laughs> and I think that this political dick measuring is my favorite because <laughs> let's recognize all the genocides, honestly. Uh, yeah, that's that's the uh, that's how this argument ends is all genocides being recognized finally. Right. Because of the head, it's just the, the first dominoes is Biden recognizing the Armenian genocide. And now everybody's got to get. Oh, yeah. Well, you're going to teach kids about my genocide. Well, I'm going to teach my kids about your genocide. Uh, we're going to put your genocide in, in the history books. Oh, no. Threaten us with a good time. <laughs> oh, all the kids. Yeah, we're going to kids the most accurate history books available. Uh, this is how you fight anti-critical race theory uh, groups. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, political dick measuring on who genocided who. Yeah. I feel like if we convince conservatives that teaching critical race theory shines a bad light on Democrats, we'll have a lot easier time with them just shutting up. Yeah. Or having, like, Donald Trump accidentally support critical race theory in some way. <laughs> Talk himself into it somehow during one of his rambles. Yeah, he'll work his way through it. Like, oh, maybe, yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking Actually, of critical race theory. Hillary Clinton invented racism, and that's why we should teach it. Uh, yeah, you'd think that with how often they are like, oh, the Democrats are the KKK and the Democrats are the racist ones. You'd think that they'd be better about not being racist, but they say that and then are racist anyway. <laughs> Almost there. Uh, what was... Uh, uh, do you want to move on? Yeah, let's do uh, Culture War next. Actually, no, let's save that for last. Um, yeah. Let's do... Uh, let's do global news because i've only got like a little bit do you have anything on ice uh i don't currently again i think just reminder i think the last time we talked about it uh all i had was um last i checked they had claimed they were going to uh close down the facilities yeah yeah, uh, yeah. specifically the the, uh, yeah but uh they're still bringing more uh inmates in uh, no one's been fired. Buildings. Yeah, they're still occupying all their cells. They're still doing business as usual, despite having just moved the, the woman they had to new facilities. Yeah, they just like literally closed the buildings, and that's it. No, no, the buildings are still occupied. Oh, are they? Yeah. Um, anonymous interviews to the guards stated that the guards have been informed by the warden that it's nothing's going to change. Really, um, they're still in operation. <laughs> They're still having more. They're still uh, bringing in more uh, captives and 
inmates and that. Like they're still doing everything. Nothing's changed. Oh, like, I missed for that. that facility. Nothing has changed yet. Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. That's well. That's yeah, news. So literally, just just said they were going to do this, and then have not didn't actually done do it anything. yet. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, it's almost like you called that actually. Yep. Um, <laughs> I was like, like I was like trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. I was like, no, this article says they're closing it. <laughs> You're like, are you sure they're not just saying they're closing it? Yeah. I was like, actually, I'm not sure. And then, yeah, it turns out. <laughs> turns out, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I am the prophet now. Hey. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> the prophet with the F. I am the prophet. Oh. oh my God. Absolutely. That has to be a thing, right? Some self-help dude's like, oh, I'm, I'm the, the, prophet. the prophet. Wink. Yeah. This is how you build your business up and invest heavily into this company and make all your money. Hey. <laughs> oh God. Um, I'm sure that that actually sounds almost familiar. Uh, <laughs> other big global news stories on the Gaza front. We had Benjamin Netanyahu uh, ousted. Uh, unfortunately, the current uh, person that they put in instead is still a far right uh, nationalist. However, <laughs> there is for the first time Palestinian interest on the whatever their panel of government is called. There's like a Palestinian group in their government party in Israel's and the, yeah, the new government that now that Netanyahu has been ousted, the new government that's been formed is consists of like four or five different parties. And one of them or two of them maybe are Palestinian. OK, so and he's like this president has actually openly expressed like even though even though he's considered a far right nationalist, he's expressed like openness to. Uh, giving more rights to Palestinians and or land. We'll see how it goes, but what a, what a lukewarm like take on his part for like human rights violations. Yeah, I'm open to not crime hate criming you guys Ooh. anymore. In in theory, and uh, and I I might just be a little bit cynical, which is you know I am cynical. Mm-hmm. Um, the only that it, it feels to me like him he's saying. Like a parent to a child, no, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. Maybe you can go and do that thing. Yeah. But in reality, he has no intention of doing anything. Right, right, right. Um, if only because, well, uh, did you see uh, recently the? Uh, it wasn't the IDF putting out the photos of it, but it was, uh, well, that photo of Hamas filling up balloons with helium with like a a party city. Oh uh, yeah, tank. they're. Uh, weapons grade helium or whatever. Yeah, they're firebombing uh, Israel, and Israel has decided that they're going to respond to any acts by Hamas or anyone who they claim to be Hamas. Uh, they're going to respond with like salting the earth or raise the earth type firebombing and stuff like that, or uh, missile launches. I can't wait to find out that like there's some Muslim holiday going on that requires balloons. Oh my god! <laughs> well, like, and even in the photo, it does not look like. Well, I guess I I'm not I'm not familiar with a lot of terrorist cells, FBI, uh, <laughs> any any terrorist cells. We are not we don't DM each other very often, at all at all. <laughs> um, uh, it's like six guys and like black polos and khaki slacks. Um, so you know, 
interns, it looks like, again, filling up a bunch of orange balloons with weapons-grade helium. Or, quote, weapons-grade helium. <laughs> which, again, is not a thing, to I, my knowledge. I, not, not that I'm aware of. And if there is weapons-grade helium, I've never seen it in a Party City tank. <laughs> it literally looks like... Like Hank Hill would be Just proud of white. this looking tank. Yeah, you go to a gas station to pick one of these things up. Yeah, like Walmart's at HEBs and stuff. Like whatever you get those uh, birthday bal- the ones that are big enough to have the section with like happy birthday balloons. Like they've right. got those helium tanks <laughs> where they fill them for you. Um, and that might be dated. I remember that being a thing at HEB when I was a kid. Yeah, it absolutely looks like uh, there are a bunch of interns setting up like. Oh, it's Cindy's birthday from HR, so y'all go in here and set up some balloons and cakes for her or something is what it looks like yeah uh, i mean they were brown men so that's about as menacing as you get which like i guess is all you need for (laughs) propaganda yeah that's that's the midwest police force motto (laughs) right final story for global news uh we've got mcafee found dead in a spanish prison just before being extradited to the united states for whatever his crimes were because i'm not familiar other than uh, having the most obnoxious antivirus in the history of humankind. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's something to do with Bitcoin. Yeah, there's something financial, financial crime. Like, I think it was more crimey than, like, say, Assange or, uh, or Snowden. I think it was more actual crimey and not, like, telling the government secrets. But, like, <laughs> either way, uh, right. he, he... And the reason that, like... The, the funniest thing is I saw Snowden tweet about it, about how the conditions in the United States are so bad that people would rather die than uh, that be extradited and like tweeted out that like we should have a moratorium on extradition in the United States or that other people should have a moratorium on extraditing to the United States. And then immediately after seeing that, I saw Trump Jr. was like, did he get epstein <laughs> And like... It made me immediately recoil, like, well, now I don't feel like he did. Now I feel like he actually just committed suicide to get to, to not have to come to the United States for whatever haunting horrors await uh, people for wanted for those crimes in the United States. I imagine international criminals being like, no, no, you can't go to the American prison, man. They just assassinate you in your cell. Yeah, like you're just going to disappear to a CIA black site and the things they do to your soft parts there. <laughs> do you like your bits? That's how you lose your bits. <laughs> uh, like it makes me like just the fact that the the alternative was being extradited to the United States. Like if he had been extradited and then died in U.S. custody, absolutely. It's an Epstein type of situation. <laughs> But the fact that he killed himself in a Spanish prison before being extradited makes me feel like it was more like he wanted out or paid somebody to kill him <laughs> if he couldn't do it himself. Um, yeah, that's all I got for global news. Um, we could yeah. venture into the California, Texas. Sure thing. I don't have a whole lot in that regard specifically. I got um, nothing as far as California goes, but I got some shit for Texas. Yeah, yeah go for it. Uh, okay. So yeah, Texas stories. Uh, Abbott defunds Texas legislature um, because the legislature passed their bill, obviously, to renew their funding. And Abbott did as he promised and vetoed the bill in order to uh, 
get back at the Democrats who walked out on the um, in the last three hours of the legislature session to prevent the most severe voting rights restrictions that this country has from passing. What an absolute piece of shit. The crazy thing is that all that does is like fuck over staffers and stuff uh, or employees for the legislate for the legislative branch of the government, because right. like the legislature itself is in the legislators their that the like their pay is like guaranteed in the Texas Constitution. So it's just every other part of the legislative branch that would be defunded with this veto. Um, and it's just like petty, prissy little shit like you're the head of a state like can you do your job for two seconds and stop being an annoying little bitch (laughs) for any two seconds just do that and in that vein i'm working myself to being really fucking irritated with this guy uh i just saw within the last couple days since we started uh recording that he also uh vetoed a almost unanimous bill that like makes it illegal to animal abuse <laughs> why um, he said so so the the bill itself that passed like almost unanimously again i don't i don't remember if it was a felony or not but i think so but it was uh it makes it illegal to leave your dog chained to a tree without water in texas heat and there are municipalities that uh in texas some several large cities that that are have that as illegal but he but he said that there's enough laws that protect animals already. So this is just useless legislation. Like, and that's why he vetoed it. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think hashtag Greg Abbott hates dogs or something like that was like a trending thing on Twitter for the other couple days ago. Abbott called the safe outdoor dogs act, a form of micromanaging and over criminalization. <laughs> right. So like petty drug crimes is not overcriminalization, but stopping people from literally letting their dogs die of thirst and heat is overcriminalization. Well, um I bet you anything like a weirdly if, like malicious like take. Yeah, especially cuz again, for the third time this is unanimous. This was passed <laughs> unanimously. Uh he has no like reason to veto this. Uh, like there, there's no political pressure from anywhere to veto this. You're, you're just a bad person at this point. Like who's going to be mad that you say that it's illegal to let your dogs die. What the hell? Oh God. Even if it is like over like, or like a redundancy issue, like there's so many redundant laws all over the place. Like who cares? And the redundancy is to make sure that people are incentivized not to do that. Like, hey, I'm going to get in trouble if I abuse my fucking at, dog. Yeah, at the state level, not just at a city level, right? right? Uh, <sighs> Didn't he also just allow unlicensed carry to be a thing? Oh yeah, that was uh, I. I didn't put it in the thing because, like, that's very Texasy, I guess. Even though cops, for the most part, really didn't like that. Right. Uh, there was a lot of people that I saw that were saying that they're pro cop and that's why they don't like it because it makes the police job really difficult when people are running around with fucking guns out. Yeah. Uh, starting September 1st, I can go buy a gun and walk around with it completely unlicensed or trained, uh, which no one should want. First right. off. 
the it's the I, training thing I that's really be, fucked up. Like yeah, you should that's, have that's to what know I mean. how to carefully <laughs> use a firearm, even if you don't want to like have the background checks or whatever. Uh, you should have to know how to operate a firearm before carrying it openly in public. <laughs> this is not an anti-gun thing. I, I do want to own a gun someday. I just want to know how to use a gun before I can walk around with it. <laughs> Like that seems yeah, pretty bare minimum. some semblance of accuracy, like have somebody verify that you can shoot it, like, well. That's also not something that you yeah. would want to trial and error learning how to use. Like, on the fly. <laughs> yeah, this isn't, I'm not, like, driving a car in a, a grocery store parking lot. Oh, no, you, you hit the wrong pedal, you're good. No, 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 this is a gun. Which you have to so, prove that you can use a vehicle in the correct way in order to be licensed for driving. So, like, what the fuck? <laughs> no one's ever said oh that, God. like, a, it's an overreach to have driver's tests administered to teenagers before getting a license. Like, no one's ever said that. Well, maybe a few people, but not the people that are <laughs> going for this legislation. Watch this be the precedent for... Uh, unlicensed driving now. <laughs> yeah, which honestly, I guess whatever. It, like, might as well. That's, that's actually it. not as horrible. Yeah, but it, like, it should have been the other funny. way around. Yeah, <laughs> like if we, that's what we should have built to. I guess uh, the only reason they wouldn't pass unlicensed driving is that oh, what if black kids are on the road without a license? Yeah, how are co- like if they if you don't have to get license or registration, how are cops gonna just pull over and harass minorities for no reason if they don't oh, have an excuse anymore? Fair. Yeah. Um, Right. And the final thing on Abbott is uh, he came out and this is while it's technically a good thing because of the context, I'm giving him a bitch baby point anyway. He he came out and said that broadband Internet access is an essential tool to Texans because like everybody's working from home and doing all this stuff, which is a good thing, except for that him and all of his like buddies there in Texas were were literally calling the Internet portion of the infrastructure bill that Biden has proposed, political pork, not a month ago. All of a sudden, it's an essential tool necessary for Texans. But if Biden tries to pass it in a federal infrastructure bill, and I like I remember literally talking about this, it was Cornyn who called it like who was saying like, oh, only through 13 percent goes to roads and bridges. <laughs> As if like Internet isn't broadband internet isn't like infrastructure. I think those were my exact right. words. Um, and, uh, now it's an essential tool part, but like, yeah, I fucking, oh my God. Uh, every, every um, goddamn time too. Which, um, yeah. Yeah. As long as Republicans do it, it's fine. You know, like deficit spending and stuff on military and bullshit. Like that's all fine if Republicans do it. But if we want to help the poor with our money, that's, that's uh, uh, unacceptable. <laughs> Marxist. Yeah. Um, that moves us to Ted Cruz, the man himself. I'm going to have more about him when we get to the cultural shit. Cause he's like the, he's one of the kings of the culture war. Um, <laughs> the biggest thing I want to talk about for Texas news is, especially because of the pissing contest is he took a really creepy picture of um, he, he's in Houston and like that's where he lives and it's a picture of a budget moving truck with a trailer in tow with a car on the trailer that has a new jersey license plate and he said oh heidi noticed this welcome to texas which is just so fucking creepy 
I'm, I'm going to go out and start taking pictures of the seven or eight cars in the parking lot of my apartment complex that have Texas license plates, welcome them to California, and like tag Ted Cruz in them. Um, this is a weird thing to do. To like, lie. I get that you're pushing the narrative that everybody's trying to move to Texas, but like, uh, that's so creepy. That's one car that proves nothing. You're just being a creep and putting pictures of people's license plates on fucking Facebook. Well, also, people just visit Texas. That's a right. thing. Uh, it also very easily could be just a military person who's being stationed in Texas temporarily. Like, there's yeah. any number of reasons for a New Jersey car to be towed by a budget moving truck into Texas. Uh, a, a rental car that this one drove that happened to have Jersey plates in it. Uh, a- yeah. Anything. Yeah. It's a prop car and an ad about or somebody that Jersey already lived insurance. here that drove to New Jersey to buy a car that they found online and are towing it back. And like the budget truck could just be that that's the cheapest way to tow it, like let's to get a is to get a moving truck because you don't want to tow it with your own vehicle across the country. Like there's just like any number of reasons. It's just so weird and creepy. Even if it is a one person moving to Texas, they're from Jersey, man. Come on. It's also like. <laughs> Welcome to Texas. Like, okay, like, thanks, Ted Cruz. I guess, like, uh, that's just like what was. I, I don't understand the point of that. It's um, kind of a small thing to nitpick him on, but it was just it was just creepy. That was it. It was yeah, just creepy. And, yeah. Oh, I'm not saying you shouldn't attack him for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, he, just, I'm con- conceding that it is a, a small thing, but. Right, it's it's a series of little things he does leading up to his big nonsense bullshit things he does. Um, looking at our timer, it is unfortunately time to end this episode. Uh, so we're gonna have to pick up where we left off for the rest of our news stories in global news, and then uh, do our uh, entire segment for the culture war. There it is. Uh, yeah, with the, the culture where we're doing that entire segment in the next part, or in the next, uh, yeah, in the next, oh, in part two. Good Lord. In the sequel to episode seven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is actually the prequels. Part of our extended ADD universe. <laughs> yeah, so join us, make sure to join us next time. To hear the end of this conversation, uh, it is worth listening to because the three or four stories we have left are going to take up the whole hour for the next portion. <laughs> um, and also, make sure to keep an eye out for uh, Ryan's research that should be coming out soon. We'll post something about it on our social media uh, pages beforehand. Um, as always, make sure to follow us at those said previously aforementioned social media pages. <laughs> make sure to check us out at ADDnews.com. Uh, yeah. Thanks for being newsy. Stay uh, cheesy. <laughs> We're going to come up with a slogan and it's going to be good. <laughs> I, an outro slogan would be great, cause, like, especially with the outro music going on is that it's like climax just to say something ridiculous 